You're standing right now with nine delegates from a hundred gangs. And there's over a hundred more. That's 20,000 hardcore members, 40,000 counting affiliates, and 20,000 more not organized, but ready to fight. 60,000 soldiers. Now there ain't but 20,000 police in the whole town. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears. This is episode number 61. Thank you everyone for joining us for this episode. Uh, I'm Larry, your host as always, and with me today is Jesslyn. Hello everyone. She's usually always with me, unless she's on vacation or at her parents or something else, but my my co-hostess with the mostest. Well, thank you. And we have a bunch of stuff, a bunch of movies we want to talk about today. Older ones, some newer ones too, but it's... I like to just go through all the stuff that we've watched lately, even if it is yeah. old, and even if it isn't as current as a, you know, a lot of other maybe reviewers do. Right. We went skipping down memory lane this right. weekend. And <laughs> some of those memories, too, I just don't remember them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a few of these movies I haven't seen, and some of them I have, and it's cool to get a little refresher on some of these. And uh, there's a, We'll start right now, especially with one of them which I haven't seen in a while, which is Equilibrium. Mm-hmm. I remember when this movie first came out and it was in the theaters. It was only select theaters, too. And I was really interested in that in the movie at that point because I was a big fan of John Woo movies and, you know, the whole double gun kind of shooting partners kind of thing. I, I love those movies. I grew up with them. So yeah. I was really interested in to see this movie. And, of course, I never caught it in the theater because it was, it was only a few theaters, like the... Real, like, you know, artsy fartsy ones. Right. Showing in. I knew of it because of my obsession with Christian Bale, but right. at the time I was living in a small town and it didn't come anywhere near no. where I was living. So I had to wait a while to watch this. I bought it on DVD actually when uh, it finally came out. I was like, oh no, this looks awesome. And I had no idea who Christian Bale was at that time either. It was just some random guy. Of course, you knew him yeah. from the 80s. So. But I think you're right. When did everybody start to know who Christian Bale was? Batman? Uh, it was right after Shaft came out with Samuel Jackson's Shaft and Christian Bale, I believe, was the bad guy in that movie. Oh. And then now he started I, getting... see... I didn't know he was in that. Now yeah. I want to see it. <laughs> then uh, I think it was maybe American Psycho when uh, he yes. first started to really started to pick up some steam. But Batman, yeah, is when things started to really heat up. I would even see with the the machinist too because but That's even though true, yeah. that wasn't a huge movie but it was big for him because he lost all that weight and was still able to move around and act so yeah, yeah. but yeah equilibrium we saw equilibrium uh, it's a Kurt Wimmer movie. I the only other one I saw from him was Ultraviolet, and it was me too. And we saw hey, actually, you know what? That's <laughs> we uh, we were first started dating when we saw that movie, and I remember we uh-huh. rented like five or six movies from Blockbuster, and that was. 
I believe this was one of them. I want to say it was. Yeah, probably. I know I watched it with you. Right. And I don't remember anything about it. So right. That's exactly. how memorable it was. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a very memorable movie. Emil Jovovich fights a bunch of guys with helmets on. Yeah. And kung fu, and she's red hot coming off of Resident Evil, you know. And right. As, you know, she's our action uh, star now. So, But yeah, it's a very forgettable movie. It's uh, This one is much better. There's a lot yeah. more story to it. Uh, but uh, it's pretty much in, in an oppressive future where all forms of feeling are illegal, a man in charge of enforcing the law rises to overthrow the system and state. So pretty much everyone's feelings are taken away in, I guess, the United States or wherever this takes place. Mm-hmm. You're not really... I'm not really sure. I don't know if they tell you or not where it takes place. I don't think so, but I'm not sure either. Like, all the architecture there looks kind of like Europe. <laughs> so, yeah. But I, I don't know exactly where they say this takes place. And there are, there are English actors, too, so maybe it does play, take place some, somewhere in Europe. Yeah, it might, well, yeah. <clears throat> Um, yeah, don't get attached to Sean Bean, as usual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a cool, short little role for him, and I love Sean Bean. Yes. And, uh, unfortunately, he dies in a lot of movies, but he's a, he's a good character actor. Oh, and, love him, yeah. And, yeah, Game of Thrones. And, uh, don't get attached. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like Michael Bay movie I really like him in is The, the Island. Or he's the bad guy oh, in that one, too. okay. He's a good bad guy. Oh, sh- yeah. Like, Goldeneye, I believe, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Uh, there's some other, like, well-known actors in this before they hit it big. Like, Dominic Purcell, who was from Prison Break. Isn't mm-hmm. it? It's a very small role. Tate Diggs. Um, this is probably a few years after, um, what's that one with uh, Angela Bassett, that movie? I'll still got her group back. Yeah. <laughs> this is a few years after that, I want to say. And uh, and he was a big Broadway actor too. Huge, way yeah. Before this, even mm-hmm. I would say he got a start on Broadway. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily Watson, who you'd remember her from uh, like Red Dragon, mm-hmm. uh, really a, a unique looking woman, uh, especially mm-hmm. for an actor. She kind of she has like those eyes and facial features, like one of the creatures from um, um, what you call it that Jim Henson movie. Dark, Dark Crystal? Crystal, yeah. She looks like, <laughs> like one of the characters from Dark Crystal. She does look like she's looking right into your soul. Yeah. <laughs> Burning it with fire. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Sean Pertwee, who I believe is, um, wasn't he on the new Star Trek series? And he's uh, the... He's Alfred and, and Gotham. Oh, Alfred and Gotham, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And he's actually the son of one of the doctors. I forgot the name of that doctor. but anyway, uh, And he was in Event Horizon too. If you right. remember him from that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I remember him mostly from was that movie. William Fichtner, who's in William Fichtner. Fichtner, who's yeah. in everything. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't list all his credits. But <laughs> if you there don't are know thousands. Him, he's uh from the Dark Knight in the beginning. He's the bank guy. And Do you have any idea who owns this bank? <laughs> gets out the shotgun. My favorite role of his is from Go, though. Yes. He's a cop and he's trying to sell the the Amway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he and Tay Diggs are both in Go. I didn't make that connection. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And we almost did that for a movie of the week but i think i canceled it i think i might do it once again maybe in a few months yeah it's a good movie i was thinking i might pick it for mine too we'll oh see. nice mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see uh equilibrium uh yeah check it out it's interesting the the gunfighting kind of turned me off at first like and they, they show that first scene where um christian bale's character goes in to kill all those guys who are smuggling antiques and stuff 
and he does the gun kata thing where his arms move all yeah, fast. Yeah, it looks kind of stupid. It just reminds first scene. It, it yeah. kind of reminded me of like what was like when Grover, <laughs> you know, does his arms all crazy <laughs> on Sesame Street. That's what it kind of reminded me of. So. Oh, I didn't think that. I don't know. It was very robotic. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's like shooting. It, 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 it's yeah, I, I say check it out. It's, yeah, definitely. It's a pretty good movie. Uh, I like the what it's all about and kind of still kind of plays in today in a bit. Mm, definitely. Seeing as this movie takes place, I want to say semi future. Yeah, it's got it's got like a 1984 vibe right, to yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, another movie that we saw and I never caught it back in the 90s, but I remember seeing commercials for it was uh, the Brian De Palma directed Raising Cain. He also wrote it, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about uh, the oncologist's wife of a prominent child psychologist suspects her husband has an unhealthy scientific obsession with their child, una- unaware of what or who is really going on inside of his head. Yes. So it's a split personality movie, which kind of fits in, fits in really well with uh, the movie Split coming out, too. Uh, not Split, uh, the sequel to Split Glass. Glass, yeah. Because uh, that guy has, like, 20-some... 26 personalities, I want to say. Yeah, and I love John Lithgow, but it's really not fair to compare him to James McAvoy when it comes to multiple personalities, because I think James McAvoy knocks it out of the park. Oh, heart. yeah. Oh, John I... Lithgow, it's a little silly. Maybe yes. it's the 90s in the movie that makes it silly, but... Well, Brian De Palma, I, I, he's a great film filmmaker, but I think a lot of his movies are kind of silly yeah. and, and do play it pretty silly if you if you ever seen Scarface, <laughs> that's yes, a big Scarface example right there. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that movie's awesome. Come on. No, it isn't. <laughs> Agree to disagree. <laughs> I watched Carlito's Way first and then Scarface. That was my mistake. I shouldn't have done that. Carlito's yeah, yeah. Way is excellent. Scarface isn't. Excellent in a different way. Legitimately excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so yeah, it's it's a little silly. So do you think it was kind of leaning into the silly, like silly on purpose, or? I, I, I don't think it was, no. No, I no. didn't either. And it doesn't really help that that's, uh, Stephen Bauer is in the movie, too, because he's also in Scarface. And oh. so I'm always, <laughs> I'm always thinking of his character from Scarface whenever I watch this movie, and it okay. cracks me up. So I can't, I can't ever really take that dude seriously anyway after seeing Scarface. Because uh-huh. with, with Pacino, yeah, you see him in all these other movies, and he's the lead character. But yeah, you see Stephen Bauer in movies, and you're like, oh, it's the fucking guy from Scarface, fucking Manny from Scarface, <laughs> <laughs> trying to hit on women. So, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Would you recommend that people see this movie? It's on. It's available on Stars or Stars add-ons if you have it. Mm, yeah, why not check it out? Yeah, it's you know it's cool. It's all right. It's, it, it kept me interested throughout. There's twists and turns, and you know I've never seen Lolita Davidovich in a movie before. Or really, never really recognized her. I just remember no. hearing that name in the '90s, starring Lolita Davidovich. And her, I don't know. She doesn't fit her name. Like she's. Not 16 or something? Or? I don't know. I don't know what it was. Her name doesn't match her face. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> uh, you like this movie? Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's silly. I love John Lithgow. That is, this is not his best work. But I don't necessarily think it's his fault. No. Well, I mean, he wrote it and directed it. So. Yeah. Well, who knows. Uh, so, yeah, check it out. There are better De Palma films. Check out Scarface. <laughs> or don't or don't you got four hours why not uh, another movie that we watched lately and I've seen it probably a thousand times by now yeah is a surprisingly well sequel to a movie 
Uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was a little nervous because I haven't watched it since I was like early 20s, maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. even a teenager. Right. I was afraid I wasn't going to like it or that it wasn't going to hold up, but I still think it's yeah. really funny. There's only one part that doesn't hold up in the movie, and we both kind of looked at each other during it. Which and, remind and does, me. Doesn't he... Um, doesn't he, uh, when the uh, fake Bill and Ted capture the other Bill and Ted and they kick him off the mountain, don't they call him like a fag or something like that? Oh, yeah, I think they do. Yeah. They use some term, <laughs> I remember, I was like, ooh, that didn't hold up. But they're the bad guys, though, they're so the they can say that. They're the bad guys, so, yeah. yeah that's Bill perfect. and Ted would never use that word. No, not at all. Not, not, <laughs> no way. Not going to happen. Um, I, always, I think that Ted Theodore Logan is Keanu Reeves' best role to date. <laughs> <laughs> I I like Keanu Reeves. I don't think he's the best actor in the world. I do think he is a really great person. Uh, this is his best role. <laughs> <laughs> I think his best role is is actually John Wick. <laughs> you love those. I no, I don't love him. I do like him, and I can appreciate those movies, and I can appreciate the people working behind those movies because okay. they're all stunt people. And then, true. And Keanu Reeves, actually, if you look back at The Matrix, I mean, he was all in that movie. He did all a lot of his stunts, trained yeah. to be kung fu. And, and then you look at John Wick and some behind-the-scenes stuff, and you see him on a firing range, and fuck, he's, he trained. Like, he's badass. He does that. I'm pretty sure he learned how to surf for Point Break, too. No, no. <laughs> Johnny, you tall. Give me two. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, so the John Wick movies, I, th- I think, are his perfect role. and not as many lines. Right. He's just nice stone-faced killer, no emotion, uh, or keeping all the emotions inside. So I, I think that's the perfect role for him. But yeah, this is a really good role too, as as Ted Theodore Logan. It's the the third movie is still on IMDb, and William Sadler is attached to it, which doesn't mean anything. It's just IMDb. But I would love if they did a third Bill and Ted. I would definitely be here for it. You? Oh, of course, yeah. But hardly gonna pull it off though, and you know I. I, I would like to see it again or see a third one as much as I kind of would like to see the third Ghostbusters movie that was previewed. Like they did that okay, sneak preview yeah. for. Part of me is like, yeah, it's pretty cool to see, but at the same time, it's kind of like, why don't you just let things be? I agree, but if they do a third Bill and Ted, I'm there for it. True, I'm see true. It. Same with Ghostbusters, although even more so with Ghostbusters, I feel like you should leave it where it is. Harold Ramis is dead. I yeah. don't know. Leave it where it is. And the last Ghostbusters movie wasn't good either. So no. Um, and you had funny people, and you had great talent, and it didn't come together. That was really too bad. And what, the worst part about it was all these like men's activists blaming yeah, it on women being stupid. not being funny. And that's not what it was. All these women are so funny, just not in this. Yeah, not in the direction or script yeah i think the director is is very funny uh, paul fag yeah he's a good director but i don't think he's a good director for maybe that genre of movie that they were coming with the uh, horror comedy yeah and with action i mean there's, there's a lot of action in the movie and it doesn't play out all that well either if you watch it like the cutting is bad <laughs> like they cut out whole things that they never come back to so I, I just think he's better at comedies and maybe Agreed. should stick to them but hey fuck it who cares you know do what you want to do yeah uh, like, A Simple Favor. That was his last movie, and I loved it. I can't wait to see it again. Right, cool. oh, but anyway, yeah, so right. yeah, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. See it. It's available on Hulu right now. Larry says, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, our next movie that we saw is one of a new a newer film that we actually missed at the Cinepocalypse Film Festival. It is called What Keeps You Alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, majestic Mountains, a still lake, and venomous betrayals engulf a female married couple attempting to celebrate their one year anniversary. Uh, it's directed by Colin Minahan, who also did the It Stains the Sand It Stains the Sands Red, which we talked about previously on this podcast mm-hmm. and grave encounters which is another surprisingly good movie yeah, like, good like found footage right ghost yeah, movie. It was, yeah it was pretty cool mm-hmm. uh you were really hyped up to see this movie and i feel bad that i i skipped over it during the cinepocalypse film festival and we should have seen it, it i was... think it was on late or so too early and we had to work something like that or there was, was another really movie stoked about it or there was another movie we wanted to see more right. yeah and unfortunately you know I, with me i don't want to watch trailers all that much anymore i kind of like like I was telling Jocelyn yesterday, I haven't watched the trailer for us yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm going to wait till it comes out and just be totally surprised because trailers are just killing everything now. It's- now, for like a movie like Godzilla that comes out, I already know what's going to happen. It's fucking Godzilla right. tearing through whatever with a bunch of other monsters. Yeah, I'll watch those previews. So because you don't care that it's giving away too much. Right, yeah, because yeah. I already know what's going to happen. Uh, with us, I don't even know have the slightest clue what the movie's about which i'm very happy about because when i go and see in the theater i'm gonna be the most surprised person there mm-hmm. other than the fucks who just come in off the street just like, hey, let's yeah. see what this is about so did you not watch a trailer for this or no you watched i watched it with, it with you first time, i was hyped up yoked up you were yoked up for this one <laughs> <laughs> and rightly so this is a pretty good movie yeah it, it is the, i'm happy the uh, the director is, is getting better with his films uh, Grave Encounters is good. It was a nice new uh, adventure kind of just for him. And then he went to a to- uh, some a totally different direction with It Stains the Sand Red. It's an outdoor movie you have in the desert, you know, as compared to Grave Encounters, which is all uh, like a cheaper movie to mm-hmm. say it's you can shoot those found footage movies really really cheap. So really cheap with one location. Yeah. Right, exactly. With It Stains the Sand Red, you know, the movie kind of sputtered out a little bit in certain parts, but you can see that there's talent in there, and mm-hmm. it definitely comes out during this movie because you he you had great actors in it, you had great action, you had wonderful wonderful storytelling going on, and it didn't force feed you everything, and, and it slowly and gradually gave you what you needed throughout this movie. Yeah, and it doesn't get hung up on the why is this happening. You right, yeah. You never really find... No, you don't. kind of find out, but... You can mm-hmm. piece together what you think it might be. And right. I don't think anyone would be wrong. But yeah. But yeah, this is a definite uh, see it for me. It's it's a really good movie. It's well shot. The, the lighting and colors are great. And just the horror of it, too. And just putting yourself in that same situation, which I love to do with movies... And it just makes it a whole lot better. Yeah, and Brittany Allen, who plays Jules, she was the lead in It Stains the Sands Red, so I already knew that I was going to like her. But uh, Hannah Emily Ender- Anderson plays the other lead, Jackie. She's from Jigsaw and the Purge, and I don't remember her in either one. She's so good in this. I love her in this. Which uh, Was she the... Um... Uh, our protagonist or no Jackie no Jackie was the bad one Jackie right? was the yeah and she's from Jigsaw and the Persian Jules mm-hmm. really Jules was in I this... know wow. I had to look at a bunch of pictures because I was like no 
No. Wow. They're not the same person. That's, you yeah. know what, that's just a sign of a, a good filmmaking a right there. You some lipstick on her, she looks totally different. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I did not. Whew. Mm-hmm. Also nice. the songwriter, she wrote the song in the credits. I know this, wow. Brittany Allen. So yeah. Awesome. That's, you know, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good movie. Check it out. What keeps you alive? Moving on. Our well, I didn't see this movie. Jesslyn decided to go see this without me, which I really didn't. Do. I knew you wouldn't care. I didn't care yeah. at all. Which mm-hmm. is uh, Escape Room. So please tell us about this great movie that you saw. I tried to resist it, guys. <laughs> I did, but I couldn't. Uh, it's PG thirteen, and I love a good bad PG thirteen horror movie. So six strangers find themselves in themselves in circumstances beyond their control and must use their wits to survive. This is Adam Robitaille, who directed The Taking of Deborah Logan, which is a pretty good found footage possession movie. We yeah, watched it, it a bad. long time ago. Yeah. yeah, it was okay. I liked it. And uh, Braggy F. Schutt. I don't know how to say that. I think it's Maria- Schutt. I don't yeah. know. I'm just making and that up. And Maria Melnick, who wrote a bunch of episodes of American Gods. Um, it's not bad. I didn't, <laughs> you know... I expect I walked in ready for it to be just bad, but it's not. The acting is it's the acting is really good. Like all uh-huh. of these people are too good for a movie like this. Is Believable, what I kept thinking. yeah. And and I'm invested in them, and I want them all to be okay. Um, even the the bad guy, whatever, who's a uh, Jay Ellis from Insecure. Like I think a main character from Insecure, but I haven't watched that show yet. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say give it a watch. It's PG-13, so you're not going to get any gore, but I jumped maybe once. I don't know. Hey. Wait till it's free, and yeah. you give it a watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Uh, I probably won't, but hey. It's, yeah, I don't feel like I need to describe it any more than it. It's a, the big fad now is escape rooms. Yeah. You have to look all, all these clues to get out of the room, and the, these are escape rooms that kill you. Hmm. I want to go to an escape room, but I want to dress like a detective and go in there and be like, all right, you know, and have a cigarette and uh, the clues here. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not Sherlock. I'm not talking about a cop from, like, Britain or something. I'm talking about, like, some gnarly Chicago cop. Hey, where are you guys? I've never done one. I'm curious about it. Yeah, the me thing, too. Yeah. The I'm other sh- thing I'd say about this movie is that if you've never seen Cube, see that instead. Because it's basically oh. the same thing, only right. Cube is rated R and a lot better. Cool. We should watch Cube tonight. We should. But we are not going to watch Cube because we're going to watch no. another documentary we are. about the Fire Festival because we watched the first documentary <laughs> about the Fire Festival. So if, if you guys don't know, Netflix released uh, about, the, what was it called? Fire Festival? Yeah. Netflix released a trailer for Fire Festival, and then Hulu released their documentary like two days before yeah. Netflix released theirs. Right, and they're pretty much the same, I believe. In well, yeah, of course they're the same, they're the same topic. But I, I think it's different uh, with the Netflix one. They have guys who actually help promote the Fire Fest. And if you yeah. know what Fire Fest is, it was a uh, a huge party over two week weekends on a. Uh, an island in the Bahamas and it it was a fraud it never happened like none of the stuff that was supposed to be here at this festival was built or, or anything that was promised there was just not there it was a total scam and just didn't work out so a lot of people were pissed uh, 
I remember when this happened, following like all the Twitter stuff and people showing that they're they were supposed to have like bungalows and stuff, but they had like <laughs> like these tents if like you were displaced by a flood somewhere. <laughs> it was just right. it was gnarly. It wasn't beachy. It was all rocks and shitty weather, and no bands showed up. Uh, barely any water or customs was actually keeping water away from people because they didn't pay the taxes on it. And, yeah. and it's mostly about the guy, um, and the documentary is mostly about the guy who threw this party along with Ja Rule. And uh, the Hulu series has the guy who, who put on this festival, but the Netflix didn't doesn't have him. And I think it's... Oh, really? They didn't get an no, interview with him? No, because he asked... He told the, the producers... Uh, he told the people from Netflix that the people from Hulu paid him like a quarter of a million dollars for the interview, and then they, probably and not true. Probably not true because <laughs> Hulu was like, "Yeah, we didn't even pay him close to that." So Netflix was like, "Uh, no, thank you." And then he came back later, he was like, "I'll do it for a hundred. And they're like, "Nah, that's okay." And so like he's not in this documentary as he was in the Hulu one. Billy McFarland is his yeah, name. Did that's we his say name. his name? Yeah. And the interviewer, you hear the interviewer later on asking the questions, and he does not have time for this guy's bullshit. Yeah, he doesn't. It's no. really interesting. He goes, yeah, he goes watch. right for the throat. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and in general, Hulu did not have time for anyone's bullshit. No. <laughs> in this uh, fraud, yeah. So I can't wait to see the Netflix Me one. Me too. Because it's, it's done by the guys who did the promotion, or it's produced by or, or he, they're in conjunction with it somehow the guys who sponsored and no who the guys who did the social media stuff for the fire festival I which see. they knew it was gonna fail yet they still kept promoting it so and did they even go i believe some of them did Okay. Yeah, I, I in the documentary, a few of them did actually go. And some of them <laughs> did get really nice villas. Some of them, yeah, but very few. And yeah. it was all sold out because there was like a regatta thing going on that that weekend that was like the biggest thing happening in that area, and there was no rooms available for them, so right. <laughs> they were so fucked they anyway. Had, like these igloos with mattresses. I think Trevor Noah said, we learned that white people don't like to camp when it's a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, if you like to see uh, a bunch of millennials get shit on, yes. then this is a fucking documentary for you. I would... Some of them I feel sorry for, but all those rich trust fund kids. No, like I don't like feel sorry for you at all. A question I asked you is is right when some of the people started going to this festival and they reached the island, they were directed to like this bar where they can hang out. And so the first few busloads of people were hanging out at this bar, drinking, having a good time. And, like, on kind of, like, the roof of this bar, it's an outside bar, there's, like, just this dude, he must be, I don't know, mid-30s, just doing one of those dances you'd find, like, in old Woodstock documentaries <laughs> of just some dude out of his fucking mind yes. just dancing to nothing. And then there's, like, the, that dude there. And there's always one of those dudes at a concert, too. So he's there, and I'm just like, where the fuck? fuck did this guy get the money to go there like who did he know what's his job like it's very interesting to me like how he even made it there and like it's interesting to me if he even had access to like a phone to like like tweet the shit or whatever it's it's just amazing to me for some people to you know just yes constantly like go to things like this yet they never have fucking money (laughs) anyway (laughs) So yeah, right check this, over. check these out. Check yeah. these documentaries out. They're, uh, we're gonna watch the Netflix one tonight, actually, yeah. and then mm-hmm. uh, we'll interested. let you know next week. 
Because I feel like Hulu is going to be the angrier documentary about it. I think so, too. <laughs> I think... I, from the Netflix one, it seems like it's kind of... You're going through it um, kind of as it's happening, in a yeah. way. Like, the continuity is just straight up. You're not flashing back and forth between things. But I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll let you know next yeah. week. And our last entry... Which was kind of a surprise to me, too. I was pretty good. I liked it. okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't remember the first one all that much, but it's called Hell House LLC 2, The Abaddon Hotel. I think the first one is better. Uh, yeah. The first one is about, if I remember correctly, it's about people who travel around and put on haunted houses, and then this haunted right. house is actually haunted. This one is kind of less fun. I, I, they go to a hotel to kind of investigate, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I like the idea of putting on a haunted house and then, oh, it's really haunted. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I barely remember the first one. So, this one sticks out a little more. I did enjoy it. I thought it was, it was pretty okay. decent. Pretty decent found footage horror film. Uh, usually, you know, the endings suck for those. This one wasn't all that great, but I, I was intrigued throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked it. So, you. Yeah, you. yeah, it was okay. I actually forget how it ends. So it was a pretty forgettable movie for me. Yeah, that was the first one for me. So. It was okay. <laughs> You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. is the 1984 film Mutant, (laughs) (laughs) which I think is improperly named. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One of the many problems. (laughs) (laughs) How did you hear about this movie? Uh, I'll get into that in a second. All right. (laughs) Two brothers discover that the residents of a small southern town are being infected by a form of toxic waste, turning them into blood-ravenous zombies. So, yeah, Mutant really doesn't fit into it all that well. <laughs> Even the intro to this movie, doesn't it say vampires? Where did I see vampires? I don't know, man. Maybe it was just the Amazon Prime description. And so I was like, wait, I heard zombies. And they are much more zombies than they are. Vampires. They are, yes. I first saw this movie back in probably the late 80s. Okay. And I liked it back then. And of course, I was a younger kid watching horror movies. And this one actually scared me. This movie really? scared the piss out of me. What part? You see, 
film quality changes throughout our time. <laughs> so when I first saw this movie, the uh, the color wasn't up to par like we saw it on uh, Amazon Prime, which is movie where this movie is available right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of those scenes that we watched last night were very dark. Um, oh. So this was like a, a really good transfer of the movie. So you got to see a lot of the stuff. And that seems to be a problem now with a lot of these older movies being... You know, uh, released in HD and 4K and everything, you're get you're getting to see everything. Nothing's being hidden anymore. The shadows aren't hiding as well. The mm-hmm. makeup effects that you have, or the the blue makeup you put on a person's face, it, you know, it smudges. Uh, there were parts in this movie, a mutant, where the well, the zombies of the movie are like blue, and one of the the uh, uh, characters are turning into one of them, and you can see like where the blue makeup is smudged on their hand yeah. and you don't get it on their ears all that well, you know, or maybe the actor scratches and there's like, like little, yeah. So it's really easy to see that stuff. And in this movie, there are a lot of dark parts to it. So I wasn't able to see a lot of that when I was a younger kid. So it really scared the hell out of me when I was younger. But and now you would have been less than 10 too when you <clears throat> saw this in the late 80s. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, that's why I picked this movie. Is it a great movie? No, not at all. Is it a good movie? No, not no. really. But it <laughs> it had an impact on me when I was growing up. And okay. I think it's really cool to have a show like this to where we can go back to some of these movies and either fight our fears or just see like what this movie really was about, or if it really holds up. So that's why I picked this movie. It was okay. one that I watched with my mother, too. So it, it gives me memories oh, of right. that. Um because, yeah, my mother and I used to watch horror movies, too, together. It, was, it wasn't, it was like, an everyday thing, but it was like, all right, well, yeah, horror movies, now. let's watch it together. And, you know, she she let me watch them, which was pretty cool. And But this one really, really got into me because everyone pretty much dies in this movie uh, throughout it until the end, of course, uh, when uh, our heroes are saved. So, because there's the part where you think maybe the cop's dead and there's only two yeah. characters left and they're surrounded and they're about to die and yet... Uh, the cops come at the end and save them. Yeah. So, sorry I ruined the movie for you. It's been around for 30 years. <laughs> did your mom like this movie? I don't know if she did or not. We never really talked about it. Yeah. Uh, I probably stayed up all night that night thinking about it. just Because I was, I was scared of zombies back in those times. I was fascinated by them. Mm-hmm. Day of the Dead scared the shit out of me. And I only watched like the first 40 minutes of it. And I stopped watching it and had nightmares about it. You didn't even see the most gruesome part. No, well, see, the gruesome parts weren't even that. It was just thinking or putting yourself into that position once again, which really scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. With Day of the Dead, put yourself in the position of living in an underground bunker where there's zombies right next door to you. Right. And you can hear them. Mm-hmm. Or uh, this movie Mutant, where there's these uh, the, this chemical waste is making these people turn into mutants or zombies, where they they want blood and they have like these scars on their hands where it... Um, like this yellow yeah, juice comes out and it's able to hands. the vagina hands get to uh, <laughs> uh, infect people and turn them into mutant zombies and who grow vagina hands also right and infect more people and then you see that some people were affected by it and other people weren't affected by it but I also think that was a line thrown in at the end of the movie because they couldn't justify our main character's brother <laughs> going missing and dying and not turning into a mutant <laughs> yes so alright well our movie pretty much starts off with a brother combo uh, one of the actors is Wings Hauser, and as soon as this movie started, you're like, "That's a stupid name." <laughs> Wings. Wings. Who's Wings? 
So, uh, uh, Wings and his brother are, I guess, you know, having brother time, and uh, they're going down the country, wherever they're... I don't even know where they're going, to a beach yeah, or some I don't, shit. Yeah, they're on vacation together. Who gives a shit where yeah. they're going? They're just a couple of guys, brothers, having fun, and they're fucking around on the road, and they, they you know, uh, are doing uh, Wings. He's the older brother. He's driving and swerves into the next lane to fuck with his brother, and they accidentally, you know, uh, move some hillbillies off to the side of the road... The hillbillies come back and knock them off the side of the road into a ditch, and now they're stuck in this town that has a a place where there's human waste. Right. Yeah, this whole movie takes place because Wings is the worst. Wings fucking sucks. He's, an, he's, yeah. he's not a very good hero. He's not no. even a good, like, fractured hero. You know, he's just not very likable, not even towards the end, even, really. Sure, there's some redemption towards the end where he starts, you know... He's not a bad guy. He's just a guy you wouldn't want to hang out with. No. He's an <laughs> idiot and a jerk. And it's not Wings House. It's how he plays it. I don't want to say that Wings Houser is an idiot and a jerk. I don't know that. No. But, you know, his yeah. characters before then had always kind of influenced me to not to like him. Like uh, Tales from the Hood, right. where he plays the, the racist cop. Or there was another movie he was in called, like, Vice Squad. Which I never saw this movie, Vice Squad. I've just seen the parts he's in probably about 40 times because it was featured throughout that uh, Terror in the Isles movie mm-hmm. where um, he's like the bad guy in it and he's like talking to a girl in a hotel. He's like, come on, baby, just let me in. You know? And she lets him in and he starts beating the piss out of her. And So yeah, so we gotta check out Vice Squad one of these days <laughs> to see him in a villain role and then we might like him in that. Who maybe, knows? yeah. He's a good villain in Tales from the Hood. I hate him. Like, I hate for him to die. <laughs> and he does. And he does. So the, uh, our characters are stuck in town along with a uh, a sheriff who's over the hill, played by Bo Hopkins. I remember Bo Hopkins from this movie called The Wild Bunch, where he mm-hmm. um, it's, it's a wild bunch of cowboys uh, ripping towns off and stealing shit from them. And he's in the movie like the first 20 minutes, and then he gets killed. But his part's really cool and really funny, and he's holding like these prisoners hostage, and he's dancing and singing and shit. He's fucking with them. Uh, if you've never seen The Wild Bunch, check it out. It's a nice Sam Peckinpah movie from like the 60s. Along, uh, not necessarily like a spaghetti western, but just more of like a violent shoot 'em up in the vein of, of uh, Sam Peckinpah or like John mm-hmm. Woo or just a nice... Nice little shoot 'em up kind of movie. Okay, <clears throat> I do think I, I felt all through the movie that Bo Hopkins was too good of an actor to be in a shit movie. Yes, like and I, you could tell he feels that way too throughout yeah. the movie. He's pretty <laughs> bored. He, he reminded me of like Bruce Willis in like his recent roles, where he just doesn't give a shit. He's right. Like, hey, it's a paycheck, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but he definitely. I mean, everybody else looked like they were in community theater compared to this guy. Yeah, I think everyone else was in community theater. <laughs> <laughs> So the the brother they the brothers make it to town late at night. They they go to a bar and the, the same guys who ran him off the road are still are are there and they get into a big fight. We meet our sheriff, uh, but before then, the younger brother hears like a noise and sees that someone has been killed. So he runs to the bar to tell him and big fight ensues. And of course, the sheriff shows up. He's an alky. And they go and check out to see where the dead person is, and that person is gone, and there's, like, another homeless person hanging out where he was, so no one believes the young brother, and the cops pretty much just like, you know what, just get the hell out of here. He's one of those sheriffs, like, get out of my town kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But the guy's injured, so they take him to get patched up, and that's when we get to meet the doctor of the town, 
and she's the old flame of the sheriff. Yeah, got. she's also pretty good. So I'd say these two actors are yeah. too good for this film. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty cool. She's a good character and a, a good um, opposite to the the character of the sheriff. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, I w- it's cool to to think of like these two characters were together, seeing as from their totally polar opposite people. Yes. Yet they still hooked up together and still have a, a relationship with each other. That's somewhat cordial but there's still pain there mm-hmm. uh so uh they, we meet up with them and uh the sheriff ends up driving the the brothers back to a uh, like a little b&b place uh they get their separate rooms and the younger brother is kidnapped or he disappears he's dragged underneath his bed a big childhood fear right there of being dragged underneath <laughs> right. your bed by a mutant zombie vagina hand guy is that when you got really well that's the first scary thing to happen so that would be yeah yeah mm-hmm. well i i was afraid of my bed but luckily my room was so dirty growing up that there was so much shit underneath the bed <laughs> that the monster would have gone under there and be like oh fuck you know and like you know ran his palm into some Legos or action figures or <laughs> old G.I. Joe legs or something. You know, I would totally be warned by a monster's presence <laughs> sifting through the shit that was underneath my bed when I was a kid. Uh, so yeah, of course that scared me. Um, so Wings Hauser, you know, can't find his brother, goes searching around town. He goes back to the bar he was at before, but everyone's gone. Like, this whole town is pretty much everyone's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And they're trying to figure out what's happening and uh, runs into uh, ho- Holly. Holly, right? that's her name. Yeah. yeah, and she's wearing this bandana. Yeah, it was it's a big bandana. Like it was like she had another head on top of her head. Yeah, it was weird. And when she takes it off, her hair is blonde and perfect. And I felt like was this one of those moments where you put a beautiful girl in a bandana and we're supposed to believe that she's a hideous hag and right. she takes the bandana off and you're like, oh, whoa, she's pretty. Yeah, might as well just put her in some overalls and big glasses. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, well, yeah, she's very pretty, actually. Yeah, she <laughs> she's pretty before she took the With bandana, the bandana off. off. Yeah, yeah, I was like, Wings, what the fuck's your problem? That's my point, yeah. yeah. Wings, Hauser, Wings Hauser actually looks like if, uh, like, John Lithgow had a stroke. <laughs> That's what he looks like to me. He's one of those guys who can't close his mouth. You know, I, uh, you, you ever see people around town, or just like in movies or around in the world, and you're just like, man, that guy just why? Why isn't he closing his mouth right now? It's just yeah. wide open. Like, it, it, I was gonna say, like Judge Reinhold's idiot cousin. <laughs> <like that. laughs> The, the guy who used to bully Judge Reinhold. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he looks like he would be. Or yeah. William Katz, older, shittier brother. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, they meet, and she's like, well, I'm also a school teacher, and I tend bars. Oh, shit. Well, women can do two things. And then, <laughs> God, he's so gross. So they go end up, well, she's like, I'll help you out, but first I have to go to school to grab some things. And then they head over to the school, and there's a kid who, Went to the school today, even though it was closed, and that's why she was bartending because school was closed. Yeah, because everybody has the flu. The flu, unquote. yes. Yeah. So, um, they tell the kid, you know, go home. Your parents are there, whatever. Uh, and then, uh, fuck, what happened from there? I kind of forgot. I know you're on your phone for the whole thing, but do you remember what happens after that? I was that? paying attention, but no, I figured you were going to walk through it. Yeah. They, <laughs> well, they're I looking forgot. for his brother. They go back to the car. So the car gets ditched in the water. Like this right, Mustang, right, right, and they right. just leave it there. Yeah, you're like... Because the is an idiot. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm sure your engine loves to be soaked in the river, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you got to let your engine soak in pond water. It's really good for it. 
it takes almost a full hour. Yes. Should we just jump to it? Yeah, fuck it, we'll jump almost to it. Almost a full hour for these zombies to show up. In full light. In or just as uh, we the first time we actually see a good transformation. Yeah. Because the doctor's assistant that she has, he ends up getting infected and he's all sick. He's like, Oh, I'm not feeling well and he starts, you know, <laughs> freaking out, yeah, and his guy. head starts getting these big knots in it, and he gets the vagina hands. And yeah, let's back up because he is infected because Wingshauser goes to the basement of the school. That's what happened. Ah, yes, he goes and to the, the basement of the school, and uh, there was an infected kid who had died in there. And... I guess I thought we were meant to believe that that creepy, gross janitor killed her, but I no, I don't that think didn't go anywhere. Did. I guess she just died. Uh, I think she just died because she was infected and probably just. Yeah. Died out or whatever. I don't know. Really so never she's explained. at the morgue with the doctor, and the doctor is looking at examining her, mm. and that and dude, his, her assistant, assistant right. touched her. Right. Or yeah. Something. And he, and, yeah. He, his head's blown up, and <laughs> he ends up attacking the doctor and killing her. Uh, our main characters end up uh, meeting again with the uh, with the sheriff who's believes them now because he's seen other people infected and dying mm-hmm. so they meet up together and they're like okay I'm gonna go uh, uh, the sheriff's gonna be like hey I'm gonna go pick up my old lady from the, the doctor uh, and then Wings House is gonna go find his brother back at the uh, house and then um, Holly's gonna go back to the school for that's where they're gonna meet I believe is, at the school yeah they're all gonna meet at the school so Holly goes to the school uh, Wings Goes back to the house and he confronts the woman there who runs the place and she, her daughter was infected and I guess had it underneath the uh, the bed of his brother. There was a trap door so she was able right. to kidnap and kill his brother underneath the trap door. Uh, we were led to believe that she was dead. The sheriff said right. that she was dead. But really, she's been keeping her in the basement, or I don't know. You know, no, no, it was no. She was like, um, I believe it was. No, they were like her daughter. You didn't meet her daughter, and then they were like, no, we didn't know she had a daughter. I thought she was dead or something like that. I thought I the guess sheriff told them it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't really. None of this matter. matters. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but uh, the the mother ends up getting her comeuppance because Wings finds the brother downstairs plus her infected daughter. And then kicks her down the stairs and traps her down there with her daughter. Yep. So he goes and runs off to meet up with uh, Holly over at the school. Mm-hmm. Our sheriff, Bo Hopkins, goes to pick up the doctor. She's dead because uh, her assistant killed her. It's kind of sad. It is kind of sad. You feel for Bo. Yeah. Because um, he's a better actor than anyone else in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Wings... Actually, the, uh, the sheriff gets... Um, he gets closed off into like a little hallway or something where he's attacked by some of the mutants and aliens. So that the scene kind of ends there. You don't know what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wings meets Holly at the school and uh, that same boy from earlier is at the school again because his parents, I guess, turned and he that was the safest place he could think of. So he's hiding in a bathroom. Holly goes in there. Hey, everything's okay. And you're like, all right, everything's going to be great. But then the mutant children come out of nowhere and... They're hiding in a stall trying to get away from the mutant children, and the little kid actually gets killed. Yeah, she can't save him. The movie gets no. real dark. It does, man. Uh, yes, yeah, so there's a bunch of mutant kids end up killing the little kid. Wings finds Holly. They leave. Um, they go. Uh, they're going to meet up, wait up, 
meet up with the the sheriff so they go to the doctor's office and they find uh, the sheriff's gun and his hat and his all of his stuff's just kind of laid out thinking that maybe you know he got killed by him so we really don't know they are uh, wings and holly take off in their car because they're getting attacked by a bunch of more mutants which is actually kind of a cool scene I liked in that in this movie was when wings goes to find the sheriff and the doctor he leaves Holly in the car and there's like a lot of uh, fog going by and ominous music and then all of a sudden a bunch of mutants are on her car and you're like oh fuck she's gonna get out you're gonna get hurt too wings then wings comes out and finally this is where wings starts to shine a little bit he starts doing some nice kung fu moves on, on the <laughs> mutant zombie vampire vaginas uh, and he kicks the shit out of a bunch of them. They take off, but unfortunately they crash, hold up in like a hardware store, mm-hmm. and they're ultimately attacked by a bunch of mutants, and they're like behind a counter fighting them off, and they're like, oh, this is the end. And Yeah, it's chaotic. It looks real bad for them. Yeah, it does. But then at the last minute, uh, the sheriff actually lived, went out and got some of the uh, following counties to come and help out with the epidemic. They show up blast all the fucking mutants and then that's that's pretty much it for the mm-hmm. movie they're all the sheriff's like he quits you know he tells the the uh, the captain you know I'm done you know stick this up your ass kind of thing and which is what the captain kind of wanted throughout the whole movie it seemed like yeah he did it seemed like he didn't want to be there and it's implied that he shot someone on duty while he wasn't supposed to like he made a mistake on duty and he was relegated to this small town because he couldn't handle right. the bigger town so he's he's an alcoholic and throughout the movie <laughs> he gives it up at one point but kind of goes back at it again because no one believes him yeah he dumps out his flask and makes a big show of it and then all of a sudden he's got a big fifth of wild yeah, turkey next to him like in the next scene yeah because he's well because his captain is like you know there's no dead bodies here why are you fucking with me like uh, you know what uh you let the doctor take this body when it was supposed to go to a coroner, so he suspends him. So he's kind of like, why should I even care anymore? Mm-hmm. And he starts drinking wild turkey. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, wild turkey must have been one of the sponsors of this movie. No, yeah. Because you see it, like, five times. Not just the flask, and not just him drinking it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> also, I guess it's symbolic of the South, because they're... I don't know where this was filmed. It doesn't look like the South to me, but there's wild turkey and there's a bunch of Confederate flags on the bar. Wall. Yeah, in the bar, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, just wow. so we can establish that this is the yeah, South. This is the South. <laughs> there's a lot of guys with their shirts off too in this movie. Just yeah. Yeah. The guy. Then there's another guy with overalls too, and he wasn't wearing a shirt. I think yeah, overalls with no shirt. Yeah. yeah that's 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 the number one sign that you're a hillbilly. Is when you do that shit. <laughs> I mean, I see that in July on Farmers, because it's hot out. That makes right, sense. Right, yeah. But, yeah. 19 kills in this movie. That includes mutants. No breasts, no penises. Uh, what grade do you give this movie? You know, I'll give it a D- minus instead of an F. <laughs> because it does kind of try to be feminist a little bit with holly mm-hmm. holly mentions a couple of times when wings is like stay here She's right like, yeah. why because i'm a woman and then she ends saves up, him. she could have been helpful she saves him and she kind of teases him about it so. yeah because there's this whole scene too where uh, wings is still looking for his brother then he goes to like this place where it says no trespassing and he hears noise and he's like well this may be where everything's coming from so he breaks in and sees that i guess this company is dumping the this toxic waste 
into yes. this town. Mel, my favorite character. Mel, yeah, Mel. <laughs> Mel and his company are dumping toxic waste in this community and mm-hmm. turning them into mutants. And he's like, yeah, stay here. Don't, you know, if I don't come back, leave. And they're totally going to throw him into this big, like, well full of mm-hmm. juice. And she busts through and ends up saving him. And she does, She ends yeah. up taking a couple guys out, too, <laughs> when she does it. So, dude, she's a much better hero than he was. Yes, me. she should have been the star of this movie. Yeah, he got the shit kicked out of him a couple times. So, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this movie a C-. minus. Okay. And I'm giving it that higher grade because of nostalgia. Okay, it is. that makes sense. And, and like I said earlier, too, after seeing this movie being so dark, and now seeing it with, you know, it's... Uh, the resolution is so great, and you can just see more of what's going on, and it kind of takes it away from you. Like the flaws of the movie. Right, yeah, yeah it's not covered up as well. <clears throat> so if you were to watch this movie, watch an old VHS copy of it. It would yeah. be a lot better. And maybe D-minus is a little harsh. I think that right out of the gate, I hated Wingshauser. That kind of took you was, out of it, right? Yeah, I was not ready to give this movie a chance. They gave you a shitty male hero for a movie, and yeah. you're expected to like them, and... Yeah, the hero should be likable. I mean, come on. For a movie like this, yes, absolutely, it should be. Or if there is a flawed character, at least have those flaws ironed out through the movie, which they really aren't. Right. He's just the same wings. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess I would recommend this movie if you like, um, like, shit-kicker sheriffs. That's a good one. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, you'll like this movie if you like, um... Uh, vagina hands with <laughs> icky pus coming out of them. You'll, yeast you'll infections. Like yeast, if you're a fan of those, too. Uh, if you like women who bartend and you know are a school teacher, you're going to love this movie then, too. Especially when they take their bandanas off and are suddenly beautiful. Suddenly beautiful. <laughs> um, and you got, uh, if you guy, like guys who resemble Wings, How- Wings Hauser, you got uh, William Cat. <laughs> if you like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you like shirtless guys throughout a movie, shirtless hillbillies, you have those too. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like yellow ooze, um, uh, one thing that the, the hillbillies don't really have in this movie are a loss of teeth. They all have pretty good smiles. Yeah, their teeth. Uh, so yeah, they're actors. Nice. That's true. <laughs> they are community <laughs> actors at least. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I say, why not check it out? Yeah, it's free on Amazon Prime. You all have it. Yeah, everyone has it. Why Come not? on. Although I did read something today that a lot of independent movies were taken off Amazon Prime lately. How come? I have no idea. They were just saying the the standards aren't up to quality of all the other like movies that are on Amazon Prime. So yeah, a lot of independent stuff has been up. I'm gonna read up a little bit more more about it. Um, once... Amazon took them down because they were lower quality. Yes. That's too bad. I know. You and I really liked it. There were all kinds of low-budget yes, things. Yes! I actually know a guy, Aaron Parks, who did this movie, Demon. We were like childhood friends. And it was on Amazon Prime. And I thought, what mm-hmm. a great platform yeah. to get your you know lower-budget movie out there. Yeah. That sucks. Hmm. Yeah, that sucks. Well, well, we'll see what happens with that. They may, they might start putting more stuff on there. Who knows? But I think Amazon is such a big company now that they're trying to, I don't know, raise their standards a bit. Why? Or, or they have like, or their sponsors or people uh, or their advertisers or whatever might not agree with a lot of the stuff they show to. That might be it because that's kind of what's going on with right. YouTube right now. Is that these like small YouTube people are putting out this product and 
they're um, they make money off it, and mm-hmm. now a lot of their stuff is being flagged or it's saying that it, it's it, the copyright claims and stuff when it totally uh, isn't that, and they're being demonetized and everything because of that. And it's, well, that sucks. And because YouTube has their standards and they have their advertisers too, which I can understand that in a, in a way. Certain advertisers don't want you know a, a documentary about I don't know barf or something. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's the only thing I can think of come to mind at that point. Okay. But, uh, but anyway, uh, mutant. Mutant. <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us again <laughs> for this episode. Uh, check us out next week. We'll be back again with episode sixty-two. Nice, awesome weekly series I like to put out for everyone, and mostly for me anyway. So, (laughs) Uh, check you guys out next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.